Envy, Angela Yee, and Charlemagne the God. Wake that, that ass up. up. The Breakfast Club is on right I love coming here. I'm never not going to come here. You guys are good to me. In return, I'm always going to be good to you. For a lot of people in the hip-hop generation, The Breakfast Club is where people get their information on the topics, on the artists, and everything like that. In that aspect, radio is still important. The Breakfast Club. When my name come up, respect it. Good morning, USA! Yo, 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 Good morning, Angela Yee. Good morning, DJ MV. Play my record for him. One time for, for the birthday bee. Hey. Two times for the birthday bee. Hey. Three times for the birthday bee. Hey. Four times for the birthday bee. Drop it low. Drop it low. Drop Don't it low. tempt me. Drop it low. Don't tempt me now. Let's see if the knees are working. Let's see if the knees are working. Oh, hold on. 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 Man, the face people make when they be trying to dance like that and get along. The struggle face. You ain't lying. Oh, I should have scratched before I did that one. Hold on. Jesus Christ, it's six in the morning. Yeah, he was flying this morning, right? I had to I was trying to sing to him this morning on the side of the road. He took off, jumped out the car fast. You did pull up on me with some slow songs. Singing. I did. I tried. I tried this morning. I didn't understand it. I was trying to sing to him, but he was he was out. He would not let me catch up to him. I was morning. listening to Mary J. Blige. I love you. Off to my life album. That's what I was playing too. I was trying to sing. You're to a liar. You, you were playing was, something older than that. I was playing Michael Jackson. Yes, he was. <laughs> Both MJs. No problem. Yeah, but yeah, Both, Both MJs. MJs. An MJB and an MJ. Mm-hmm. But yes. we here. Happy yes. born day to me. I'm 43 years old. What's happening? Happy birthday to you. How you feeling, man? I'm happy. Okay. Life is good. Happy to be alive. That's all that matters. You know what I mean? Y'all are like really on this balloon kick lately. <laughs> Everybody come in. Why are they balloons We're celebrating. Here? We're giving people their flowers and balloons. Yeah. Everybody gets a balloon. <laughs> yeah, so we did it for the Migos. We celebrated them. We gave them their flowers. We did it for Mary J. Blige. We gave her her flowers. The funny part, they had these in here for me, but then they had some other ones, but then they took them out. <laughs> yeah, they took them out. Uh, I didn't know what the hell was. Taylor, what happened? Why did you give me a surprise? Not surprise for later. Yeah, like, y'all oh, not going to take the credit because we don't want to. We'll be okay. Okay. Damn it, we tried to take credit for balloons. Well, thank you, Taylor. I will I will act surprised when y'all bring them in. I'm already ready to act surprised. Tell me what time to act surprised. You should get him a, a stripper today. No, like, you better not. I'm a married man. Don't bring no, no damn strippers in here the with me. No, I know. The perfect guy. He was on the cover of Penthouse. Don't bring that in here. I'm a happily married man. What's his name, ye? Mm. Let me tell you something. He's amazing. And only thing Mm-mm. is, he might be... There was an issue. He had a, a piercing... Mm-mm. And I think one day he was dancing and somebody ripped the piercing out Mm-mm. by accident. Mm-mm. So it was some damage that was Mm-mm. done for a little while. You're 10 right? years too late on that. 10 years ago, you could have bought the script in here. You would have caught me. For- 10 years later, no way, no Jose. Way. I am a happily Ooh, married man. We should get man. one of the, the cops that come in like, you're under arrest. Mm-mm. 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 I got a teenage daughter at home. I don't Put need your hands no- nope. your back. Nope. Put your hands behind your back. Nope. <laughs> get on nope. your knees. <laughs> All right. No way. No way, Jose. What kind of fantasy you having over there? Oh, you want a Jose. Okay. All right, we can handle that. <laughs> Lord have mercy. My goodness. Well, this morning, Secretary of Transportation Pete Buttigieg will be joining us this morning. Pete Buttigieg will be here at 7 in the morning. <laughs> Segway! Hey, 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 hey. Secretary Pete will be here to talk that new uh, infrastructure plan. That's right. Among <laughs> other things. Yes. 
All right. All right. Well, let's get the show cracking. Front page news, what are we talking about? Well, we are still continuing to watch what's happening with the Florida condo collapse. And we'll give you an update. Right now, the death toll has risen, as well as the number of people who are unaccounted for. Lord it's have the mercy. fifth day of searching yesterday. All right. Lord we'll get mercy. into that next. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. This really is the most hilarious ghetto-ass show ever. Why? Because they took your balloons? They bought my balloons in and <laughs> right. took them out because they said it was supposed to be a surprise. And now they got some. I don't know what's going on. I don't know what's going on either. But I'm just here. All I know is we were not trying to take credit for those balloons. <laughs> well, Shout out to Taylor, man. Taylor, what she put, she work hard for them balloons, man. Leave her alone. Hey, man. My niece loves me. There I love go. her, too. All right. Well, let's get in some front page news. Last night, basketball. Did you see the game last night? I fell asleep on the game. Came back from L.A., but the Clippers beat the Suns 116-102. Phoenix leads the series 3-2. Them Clippers be playing hard without Kawhi Leonard, huh? Yeah, they ball. I thought, I thought the Suns would have finished them in five. I thought so, too. Okay. I thought it was going to be a wrap. But, all right, what else we got, Yeezy? All right, well, let's talk about this Florida condo collapse. Emergency workers did recover an 11th body as the search for survivors continued right now. Uh, you know, again, that the death toll has risen to 11, and there are still 150 people who are unaccounted for. That's horrible. Mm-hmm. Now, an April letter sent from the president of the Champlain Towers South Condominium Association said the damage to the building's basement garage had gotten significantly worse since an inspection about two and a half years earlier and that deterioration of the building's concrete was accelerating. The letter also suggested millions of dollars in needed repairs had been a subject of frustration among the residents. And so they said that they have discussed, debated, and argued for years and will continue to do so for years to come as different items uh, come into play. They also said that when they built this condominium, it was 12 stories back in 1981. That was the design of it. But at the last minute, developers got local officials to sign off on an addition. It was a penthouse level that added 15 feet. It also violated local height restrictions. So they don't know if that contributed to the collapse of the building four decades later, but they said a lot of times developers try to work around height restrictions and they often don't consult with engineers on the changes. But at that time, the mayor signed off on it. So all of those things could potentially come into play but we will keep you updated you know it's been five days today is day six and it's tough they say after 72 hours it's Mm, always mm, mm, mm. not a lot of of hope left but we're still praying for the people who are unaccounted for i know it's not easy at what point do you um i guess just accept what you don't want to accept when you know somebody's Mm. one of your people has been missing that long Man, it's just sad, and they just talk about it. it's even dangerous for people who are going through uh, the rubble trying to find people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. dangerous. They say another building could collapse, but like you said, you don't give up. I mean, you, you just pray that maybe they're under something and hopefully they'll be found. Now, I know they're listening for noises to hear anybody clicking, any any pipes or rocks. I mean, you don't you don't give up. Yeah, but then you don't want nobody under there suffering either, but then you that's want true. them, you, you, you're praying for a miracle and hope that they get through. It's just like, oh, man, it's just all bad. Yeah. All right, now, the WHO is urging, is urging uh, fully vaccinated people to continue to wear masks and practice other COVID-19 pandemic safety measures. You know why? Because now there's a highly contagious Delta variant that has been spreading across the globe. They said, according to the Wall Street Journal, half of adults infected in an outbreak of the Delta variant in Israel were fully vaccinated, with Pfizer prompting the government there to reimpose an indoor mask requirement and other measures. They first found that variant in India, but now it's in at least 92 countries and it's the fastest and fittest coronavirus strain yet and it will pick off the most vulnerable people especially in places with low COVID vaccination rates. We all picked the wrong time. Ain't no putting the toothpaste back in this tube, okay? We done out. We done felt a little freedom. We back shaking hands and hugging and eating dinners together. It's gonna be hard to make people go, go back to the 
what we were doing five months ago. Mm-hmm. I don't see it. Right, but you can't continue to wear a mask when you're out in public. Haven't you're not stopped. Socially distancing. So yes. if you're even if you're fully vaccinated, they're saying that you should still continue to do that and protect yourself. I did tell myself that even once we were like you know past this pandemic, I was gonna still wear a mask like when I'm out and about, like in public or at mm-hmm. the airport. I mean, Asians been doing it for years, and people would look at yeah. them and be like, "What do they know that we don't know?" Well, there's well, a lot of smog in, in um, Asia. That's why. Oh, but it's difficult on the flights. Like I was just coming from LA, and keeping that that mask on for six hours straight is very difficult. Especially mm-hmm. when you're on that plane, you, mm-hmm. you get a little claustrophobic. You want to take it off for a little bit. Like you gotta you gotta allow people at least take it off for a second, not just to eat and drink. Like. You need to breathe sometimes. Oh, I, I would lay my seat back and put my blanket over That's me what I did. and then take the mask That's off. That's exactly what I did. I put the blanket over my head and, mm. and took my mask mm-hmm. off. All right. Well, that is your front page news. All right. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, phone lines are wide open. Hit us now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. This is your time to get it off your chest. Whether you're mad or blessed. 800-585-1051. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. Hello, who's this? This is Fee from Nashville. What's up, C from Nashville? I thought he said Fee. Yeah. <laughs> Good morning, Breakfast Club. Good Angela morning. Yee, What's up? The Good morning. God, man of God. I know you're still doing fraud. And no DJ MB, the DJ that doesn't play the records on the radio. He okay. definitely doesn't. I do it all the time. What's up, brother? <laughs> yes, I want to say uh, happy birthday to Dr. McKelvey. Thank you, brother. Appreciate you, and King. I have, uh, even though it's your birthday, I need a favor. Talk to me. Oh, boy. What kind of favor is this? Here we go. <laughs> Let's talk. Uh, Let's talk. I wanna, Do something strange for some change. Knees, work, work their knees out. No. Okay, you want to work his knees out? What do y'all think? What what do y'all think I am? Do something strange for some change. What you talking, brother? No, I I actually actually have a young lady friend that I need some help with uh, publishing some books. A word? What kind of books she got? Uh, She has novels, and she has uh, some affirmations and poetry. This is what you do. Go to my Instagram and email the, um, the email on my Instagram. Okay, what's the Instagram? <laughs> it's at C to God, C T H A G O D. At C to God, C T H A G O D. All right, appreciate that. Feel free and to I follow me too. I appreciate you all. Yes, sir, King. All right, brother. Have a Thank good one. You. I'm actually about. You know what? Never mind. I'm not gonna say nothing. Go ahead. No, no, no. I'm about no, no. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna be doing something soon for um aspiring authors through through my through my book imprint, Black Privilege Publishing. And Simon and Schuster, just just wait on it. Hello, who's this? Hi, this is Noah Zween. Hey, Noah. How are you guys doing? Yeah, hey, we're doing birthday, great. Charlemagne. Peace, King. Thank you, Noah. I appreciate you, brother. Thank you for letting two animals it's get on the ark back too. in the day. So I just to, it's my birthday, too, so I just wanted to give a shout-out to all you guys. Okay. I you guys religiously every morning for the last, like, three-plus years. You guys are the reason that I get through work in the morning, or if I go to the gym and I work out, I swear I listen to you guys every single day. So we out here. Pleasure to hear you guys and finally be able to say <coughs> to speak with you. Cancer gang, we well, appreciate we love you. It. It's two bad bitches' birthdays. That's right, and Stokely Carmichael and uh, Kawhi Leonard's born day today. There you go. I didn't even know about Kawhi Leonard, but yes, sir. To him too. Six twenty nine. All right. Well, have a good one. Thank you, you guys as well. Happy birthday again, Charlotte. Thank you, King. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, hit us up now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Wake up. Yeah.
This is your time to get it off your chest. Whether you're man or black. Say it with your chest. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. So if you got something on your mind, let it out. Hello, who's this? Uh, hello? Hey, hey. what's up? Hey. Angela Wagwan. Wagwan. Medea, Medea, everything cool? Yeah, how you feeling? I'm blessed, man, you know what I mean? Your job, just trying to stay focused. Okay. All the waste management crew out there worldwide, too, man. And tomorrow's the last day job. of Caribbean Heritage Month, just FYI, the 30th. Oh, okay, okay. Anything popping out there in Brooklyn? Uh, no, but, you know, no? hopefully we'll have okay. the parade this year. Okay, that's good, that's good. Hey, Charlamagne, happy birthday, bro. Hey, thank you, brother. Thank you, brethren. Walk on, brethren. How you say happy birthday in Jamaican? Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Same <laughs> language. Well, uh, man. Yes, sir. I'm going to keep it real, man. I like the new improve you, man. I like the new improve me too, King. Yeah, just, just continue, you know what I mean, being humble. Just continue listening to your wife, right? Yes, but sir. I like the new improve, I, I like the new improve you, man. Thank you, King. You're not, you're not picking on Sean Stone no more. I like that. Well, uh-oh. Here you go. I'm not, I don't have nothing negative to say to Sean. <laughs> Salute to my guy, Sean Stone. There you go. That's what's up, bro. Hey, Envy, bless up too, man. A lot of mercy. I know you won't be talking to me sometime, man. I don't know why. Damn. Yeah. Well, every, every beat is feeling dope. You know what I mean? It's all good, though. But, hey, I want to I wanna mention something, man. Last week, Envy mentioned about uh the guy that got robbed, right? For his chain and his watch. Hey, next uh, time. Oh, Uptown. Gonna, Uptown, you're talking yeah. about the yeah. Next time, if you guys got a chain or a watch and somebody's trying to rob, just give it up, man. That's easy. That's work. easy to say. I mean, it, it's most of the time it's reaction. Like if somebody try to take something, your first reaction is like, "I'm not giving away my thing." So but, but it's not easy. Envy, it's, it's okay. Just give no, it I know. up and I work hard to get it back. Because if you look, if you look at the video, his friend didn't get shot and killed. His friend just got pistol, and that was it. No, his friend got shot in the groin. Okay. That's horrible. I tell you this, man. Sean, even better. That's why if I do wear jewelry, it's fake. Yeah, I understand. But what I'm saying is, even if it's fake or real, it's not worth your life. Just give it up. Yeah, I agree. No, you're absolutely right. But another day, just live to make it home. Right. Yeah, but you're right. Take it. We're just trying to make it home. You know, that's you're right. right. But, you know, at the end of the day, that's his, man. He worked hard for that, that chain. And if he don't want to This is life, too. He worked hard for that. You can't, you can't victim blame. We shouldn't be We shouldn't be robbing people. That's what we shouldn't no, be. Yeah, no, I'm with you. We should, I'm with you. I see both sides. It's both sides. Both sides are correct, I believe. But for anybody listening, if somebody does try to rob you, with yeah, a gun. you should, you should give absolutely it up. just give it up, and you know, hopefully, you have insurance to get another one. But you know, at the end of the day, that's yours. And, like, it's, and you work hard for it. If you like me and you wear fake jewelry anyway, man, here, man. You know what I'm saying? Just let these people know they're taking a penitentiary chance for no reason. <laughs> they might shoot your ass because it's fake. Well, <laughs> then you're really going to now. You're really going to look stupid in jail. <laughs> Shot me over a goddamn fake chain. I told you it was fake. <laughs> Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. We got rumors on the way? Yes, football is gay. We'll talk about <laughs> it. What? <laughs> <laughs> what? Happy birthday. All right. We'll get into that next. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. It's time, time. She's spilling the tea. This is The Rumor Report with Angela Yee on The Breakfast Club. All right, well, the NFL has released a video that says football is gay. That's how it starts with just those words. And there's drumming and cheering in the background. You can hear football is lesbian, football is beautiful, football is queer, football is life, football is exciting, football is culture, football is transgender, football is heart, football is power. It goes on to say football is for everyone. 
And then it does have the rainbow colors of Pride Month. And then they promoted the Trevor Project, which is a charity that seeks to prevent suicide among LGBTQ youth. Yeah, that's what, my, that's what Carl, my guy Carl gave $100,000 to, right? Yeah, so let's talk about um, Carl Nassie because he did make that announcement that he's gay. If you guys recall, we talked about this last week. What's up, people? I'm Carl Nassib. I'm at my house here in Westchester, Pennsylvania. just want to take a quick moment to say that I'm gay. I've been meaning to do this for a while now, but I finally feel comfortable enough to get it off my chest. I really have the best life. I got the best family, friends, and job a guy could ask for. Um, I'm a pretty private person, so I hope you guys know that I'm really not doing this for attention. Um, I just think that representation and visibility are so important. I'm going to include bombs for my guy, Carl, man. Carl is a really nice guy. He's a really nice dude. Right, so he did promote the charity in his coming out announcement. LGBTQ plus youth with at least one accepting adult have 40% lower risk of attempting suicide. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm glad football is gay. That explains the center quarterback relationship. Okay. Kind of does. It does. Center bent over in front of a man while the man has his hands between his legs. Nice. It doesn't mean everybody that plays. What? It's a great game. Don't All play. right. Now, let's talk about the <laughs> yeah. new WeTV series that's coming, Brat Loves Judy. That premieres August 5th. And, of course, this is the Brat and Jessica Judy Depart. We know her from Kaleidoscope. She's been up here on The Breakfast Club before as well. Mm -hmm. Here is the trailer. I'm the Brat. I'm out the closet living out loud with my baby because I love Judy. Judy loves me. I'm Jessica Dupart. A lot of people know me as Judy. I am the owner of Kaleidoscope Hair Products. First of all, she's beautiful. I love her personality. I love her heart. I love looking at her. I love her lips, both sets. <laughs> Y'all ready? But baby, it's so much more to this story. Hey, baby. I, I watched them on Growing Up Hip Hop, too, so I love their relationship. So it'll be nice to see the spinoff of the two of them just focused on Oh, that. that's their own show? Yeah. Okay. yeah. Oh, wow. It starts at, uh, um, August 5th. Brat Loves Judy. Oh, what, what network? Uh, we TV. Because oh. that's what Growing Up Hip Hop is on, too. Got you. Okay. The Brat not aging, either, by the way. When the Brat came not out of the verses the other day, I'm like, damn, the Brat really don't age, huh? You know, I like the all. fact that she's with Jessica. You can see how much happier she is to be, like, living in her truth and being able to let people see who she really is. Because mm -hmm. she discussed how she was finding that so difficult prior to this relationship. Everybody deserves to be free, man. Mm -hmm. All right, now, Coyla Ray is shutting down people who have been body shaming her. She posted, my body is always trending. I don't understand. Is there a certain way I'm supposed to look? Help me understand. In the Bible, is it a sin to be thin? Help me understand. I hope your mother's got beach bodies. <laughs> she goes on to say, I think Coyla Ray is super pretty. Man, stop I, listening to those idiots on social media. They're going to drive you crazy. I don't understand what's what's wrong. You know, you, you talk about people when they give fake fake asses and fake boobs, and she's all natural. She's you talk happy. about she's people that they're to too big. Like, you talk yeah. about people now if they're too small. You know, she's just, and she's doesn't, she's not ashamed of anything. And I think yeah, she enjoy looks life. great. Social media going to have you going crazy. The only validation you should seek is the validation of yourself. Okay? Mm -hmm. These people will have you going crazy every single day. Mm -hmm. All right. Now, Kim Kardashian's undergarment line, Skims, will officially be the Team USA Olympic loungewear. She posted, ever since I was 10 years old, I've heard every single detail about the Olympics from my stepdad. As I would watch the athletes compete, I would go to understand the dedication and honor being a part of the Olympics embodied. I travel with my stepdad and family to all different cities for the Olympic trials, the Olympics and track meets of Caitlyn Jenner. And every stop, I would buy an Olympic T-shirt as a souvenir. When I received the call inviting Skims to be a part of Team USA, every moment 
I've spent admiring the strength and energy of the Olympians from the sidelines came full circle. So Skims is designing the official Team USA undergarments, pajamas, and loungewear in Tokyo for these <laughs> athletes. That is when I have to call David Johns because I get confused. Okay, good. Are you so. supposed to call him stepdad? Well, yeah, that was her stepfather at that time. I, I don't know. That's what I'm asking. Wait, I thought stepmom. I don't know. That's why I'm asking. That's a good question. It's a question. Well, at the time when she was traveling, that was her stepfather when they were going to Olympic trials. The mm-hmm. only reason it said Caitlyn Jenner is because she added Caitlyn Jenner. So it was at Caitlyn Jenner instead of... Oh, okay. See, that's what confused me. Because I'm like, all right, she, she referred to her as Caitlyn, but was calling him Step- her stepdad Dad, the whole time. But she said her. Yes. I'm confused. I don't know. Me too. That's why I ask questions. You're right. All right, now, Andrea Day is responding to rumors that she's been dating Brad Pitt. She was at the BET Awards, and she was on the red carpet. She was talking to Entertainment Tonight's Kevin Frazier. Here's what she said. Was it weird to wake up and look, and everyone is saying you're dating Brad Pitt? Was that the child? I was like, especially because we never met. (laughs) So I was like, oh, all right. My sister actually hit me after. She was like, we met Brad Pitt? I was like, I guess so, boo. I guess we did. So, no, we're not dating. We don't even know each other. Not a bad rumor, though. People still care about who dating Brad Pitt in 2021? Yeah, it's still Brad. Brad Pitt is iconic. Okay. Let's be clear. Iconic bad bitch. Yeah, he is. He's pretty iconic. All these years. All right, well, that is your rumor report. All right. Thank you, Miss Yee. Now, front page news, what are we talking about? Yes, and we are going to be giving you some updates on the weekend. It is a holiday weekend. And what's going to be happening if you're planning to travel? All right, we'll get into that next. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. Hey, it's Angela Yee. Don't let weak hair hold you back. Carol's Daughter's Goddess Strength Collection supports hair as it gets longer for hair that's 15 times stronger after one use. Available at carolsdaughter.com and your local retailer. Uh, uh, morning, everybody. Uh, it's DJ NV, Angela uh, Yee, Charlemagne the God. We are the Breakfast Club on this bad bitch's birthday. It definitely is my born day. Drop on the clues bombs for me, okay? Knee college still working. You saw me drop it low this morning. Don't act like you ain't see it. Big 43 out here dropping it low. Let me post that video. Okay. Dropping it low. Big 43 out here dropping it low. Let's get some front page news. Basketball last night. Clippers beat the Suns 116-102. I'm shocked. Well, I'm not shocked about that one. Well, I am kind of shocked about that one because I thought it would be Suns in five. And that was at home, too. Yeah, Kawhi Leonard not playing, so I was shocked. Happy born day to Kawhi Leonard, by the way. Today's his born day. Mm-hmm. What else we got, Yeezy? All right, well, more than 47 million Americans are expected to travel this weekend, according to a forecast. So they're saying summer travel has come back, and it's been crazy. So they said the overwhelming majority of them will be traveling by car. An additional 3.5 million people are expected to fly. So that says that uh, 90% of pre-pandemic traffic for the airlines. So they said Americans are so eager to get away, they think that we're going to see the second highest number of travelers on record, only surpassed by 2019. What day is that now? What day are everybody supposed to be flying up? This weekend, July 1st to, it says July 1st to the 5th. So the airport will probably be crazy this weekend. Crazy this weekend. Yeah. You know, you got to try to travel on those off days on the weekend also. But they said gas stations are also running out of gas ahead of this holiday weekend. It happened so. to me Sunday. Really? You ran out of gas? Uh, yeah. Well, I didn't run out, but I was like <laughs> I was like super low. And um, I had time before I pick, was picking up my daughter from the, the bat mitzvah. And so I was looking for gas stations and they all was closed and saying that they didn't have gas. All up and down the road? 
Yeah, I mean, I eventually found one, but I was just like, huh? The well, the reason on? is there's a shortage of tank truck drivers, and also that coupled with rising demand, that's what's causing a supply chain uh, shortage. So they said a growing number of stations are reporting they are simply not able to get da- gas delivered at any price. It's not even the price. And then the station I, I went to that had gas, I asked for 93. He was like, hold on, let me check. And then he went to he went to go talk to the, 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 the gas guy with the truck. What's that thing called? What did you just say? The gas truck? There you go. <laughs> <laughs> the gas truck. The gas guy with the truck. The oh truck. There you go. He went to go talk to the dude in the tanker to make sure they had some 93 on deck. Okay. All right. So anybody traveling, though, I do want to encourage that you leave way earlier than you think you need to this weekend so you don't get stressed out either at the airport or driving. Just make sure you're prepared for these record numbers of people. Yeah. So if you're heading out to Carcella this weekend in Atlanta, all right, so give yourself a little extra time. She's saying gas up way early and get there early. That's what mm-hmm. she's saying. Okay. Yeah, you know, I'm a big fan of taking the earliest flight out, but that might not be the best idea. Sometimes taking the later flights. Sometimes. Yeah, mm-hmm. you just can't tell, man. All right, now, a 76-year-old woman who was on probation was sent back to prison because she missed a call while she was in a computer class. So she qualified as one of the 4,500 federal inmates who was released early from prison because of a nationwide effort to release some incarcerated individuals to prevent the spread of COVID-19. Uh, Gwen Levy is her name. And she was returned because she was returned to prison because she was in her class and that's couldn't horrible. answer the call from her pro- probation officer. Yes, they told stupid. her lawyer she could have been robbing a bank. We're going to treat her as if she was robbing a bank. She was in class. She's seventy six years old. <laughs> like, think about that. She's seventy six years old. What do they expect this woman to be doing? Now, through her attorney, she said, uh, I felt like I was attempting to do all the right things. Breaking rules is not who I am. I tried to explain what happened and to tell the truth. At no time did I think I was supposed to go to that class. I, I wasn't supposed to go to that class. I apologize Mm-mm-mm. to my mother and my family for what this is doing to them. She's devastated. She's how old? 76? What, they going to give her 22 years? You, you know, in 2004, she was charged with conspiracy to sell at least uh, one kilo of heroin. heroin. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I read the story. Would you like to play a game? <laughs> yeah, Guess what race she is? Come on. 76 years old, got let out early. She did, what, 15, 16 years, I think? Mm-hmm. Got let out early because of COVID, and they locked her up because she was in class. She served six, 16 years of a 24-year sentence. There you go. Marcelo and Heron. Okay. Angela Yee. Guess It's not what fair. I'm looking at her picture. Race she is. her picture right here. Yes, come on. Black. All right, and last but not least, I got to talk about this Texas father who shot and wounded uh, somebody who was caught masturbating outside his daughter's bedroom. Lord have mercy. On Sunday night, the dad and his wife found this peeping Tom outside their house in Houston around 10 p.m. They confronted him. The man apparently hoped to get away with it. He apologized and walked away, but that was not good enough. The couple then armed themselves with handguns and tried to detain him. They followed him to a gas station across the street. The woman grabbed and held him while the husband ran inside to call 911. At one point... The suspect took the handgun from the woman and pointed it at her, and that's when the father came and opened fire and and struck him with multiple bullets. They I don't see nothing wrong with that. Said that he, they believe that he shot. They shot him four times, including twice in the chest and once in the stomach. He's now in critical but stable condition. Should have shot him I in see, the testicles. I see one. I see one thing wrong with it. What? They should have shot him soon as they saw him. They should have shot him in the testicles. You outside? That's my what I'm saying. As soon room? as I saw you outside, I just you should you, you would have got chicken? shot at. Yeah, hell yeah. Yes. And they also say you may have spied on that underage daughter at least once before. The girl complained in the past about someone watching her through the window, but the parents didn't believe her. Am I supposed to feel bad for him? I respect no. I, I respect their 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 patience with the man, but you know a lot of people would have shot him right there on the spot. 
All right. Well, that is your front page news. I'm just curious why he didn't stay out there and hold him down and let his wife run in there and make well, the phone call. But they followed him to a, a gas station. Yeah, but he said he ran in there to make the phone call. I'd have let my mm-hmm. wife make the phone call and I would have stayed mm-hmm. on him. All right. Should have shot him in the testicle. All right. Well, that is your front page news. Now, when we come back, we have Pete Buttigieg joining us. He's secretary of what? Secretary Transportation. Of, mm-hmm. Secretary of Transportation. We'll talk to him when we come back. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Yep, it's the world's most dangerous morning show, The Breakfast Club. Charlemagne the God, Angela Yee, DJ Envy is not here, but we have a very special guest. Uh, Mr. Secretary Pete Buttigieg is here. What's happening, my brother? Good to be with you. How are you, man? I'm good. Like, I'm, really good? Like, you're good, good? I'm good, good. I have a great job. It's summer. You know, life is returning to cities. I'm starting to travel again. It Absolutely. was very strange the first few weeks and months when you're in charge of transportation and you're not <laughs> traveling, right? Oh. Because the, the, the pandemic <laughs> restrictions. So now that we're on the move more, I feel a little more uh, like things are the way they're supposed to be in the job. Well, I'm glad that you still care about our audience, man, because other Democrats don't. You make us feel special when you come and you don't need something. Well, <laughs> you know <what> I mean? <laughs> Nobody's saying he doesn't need something now because there's some things you're trying to get accomplished, right, and bring attention to. Yeah, it. we need an infrastructure bill, that's for sure. Yeah, but we're not voting for it. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. but, but what's in the infrastructure bill? Bo- both versions, the, the compromise and the, the, the Democratic bill, the original bill. Right, so the original bill, the American Jobs Plan, that's mm-hmm. the president's overall vision for infrastructure. It's the biggest investment in a generation, uh, lead pipes, internet access, not just transportation infrastructure, but uh, what you might call human infrastructure. So making sure we're, we're making it more affordable to uh, get child care, elder care, building out veterans hospitals. There's a whole span of things. Mm-hmm. A, ch- a piece of that is part of this bipartisan bill, and it's a good piece of that. You've got uh, the, the biggest investment in passenger rail since Amtrak, major investment in public transit, roads and bridges, uh, the broadband piece, making sure everybody can get internet access. Other parts will have to happen in another bill. So uh, some of the work on housing that we're very committed to is an example of what will likely go in, in what's called the reconciliation track, which is the part that will not have, uh, likely will not have a lot of Republican support. But th- this bipartisan bill is one that we're really proud of. Why is it always compromises on what the people need? I don't ever see that with corporations. Corporations seem to get what they want, but when it comes to the people, it has to be a compromise. Why? Well, we keep pushing because we think that the, the people hired us to do this, and that's what we're focused on. So you look at, uh, for example, public transit is is one of the things that there was not a lot of support for on the other side of the aisle, but the president was really pushing it, and we mm-hmm. got to a bipartisan deal that's the biggest investment, I think the biggest federal investment ever in public transit. I wish we could get bipartisan support on all of these things, especially because there is bipartisan support on a lot of these things among the American people. Mm-hmm. And it's not always reflected in Congress. It's the same thing with the American Rescue Plan, right? Uh, Americans from both parties wanted us to do it. It's a good thing that we did it. It's going to cut child poverty in half. But just because it was popular across America doesn't mean it was necessarily popular on Capitol Hill. Why is it that? Is it conservative spending? Is it that we just don't want to agree with Democrats? What is the reason for yeah, that? Yeah, I think some of it's that that politics, right? They, they will think twice before wanting to give the, the, the other party a win. But our view on, on the transportation infrastructure is this is a win for everybody. How does this affect black and brown people? Well, a, a, a lot. I mean, first of all, uh, you know, black people are three to four times more likely than white people to depend on public transit. So when we're talking about making sure that buses and, and subways and other public transit assets are funded, uh, that's good for everybody. It's good for the country. It's good for communities. But it's definitely good for the black community. Also, we're for the first time, I, I think, at least at this level, committing dollars to reconnecting communities. So the idea here is you have a lot of places where a highway went through or some uh, public transportation or uh, public spending on transportation went through through, 
you know, with with taxpayer dollars that often destroyed a black neighborhood or served to segregate. This is true in Atlanta. You you see just the way some of the highways run and they divide mm-hmm. the black part of town from the from the white part of town. And we have dollars to actually go out of our way to reconnect across those divides. I think that's huge. And and again, good for everybody, uh, but certainly says a lot to the black community that was on the short end of a lot of these investments in the past. You know, Joe Biden. I've heard him talk about a, a second great railroad revolution hmm. and uh dr claude anderson who's the author of powernomics he has this idea for a high-speed rail that travels through five states i actually sent it to your man benjamin but what, what does joe biden look like if there is one so joe biden is probably the number one train enthusiast i've ever met uh before we even talk about high speed we've got to do something about our regular speed rail assets mm-hmm. but also we need to add more you know if, if you live in japan Turkey, China, Italy, England, almost any developed economy, you can count on a higher level of speed and service than you can in the U.S. It's not that Amtrak has done anything wrong. They've done an incredible job with the dollars they've been given. But as a country, we haven't invested the way that most countries are, and we're, we're, we're paying for that. So the president believes, and, and, and I believe, in making sure that we demonstrate that, that America can do high-speed rail just as well as anybody. I would describe what's in this bill as a, a down payment on that, on that great rail revolution. It's not gonna build a full-on mm-hmm. nationwide high-speed network yet, but it will contain some of the dollars that, that we would need in order to start connecting city pairs with high-speed rail to, to show that we can do this in America and do it better than anybody. I don't know why Americans should settle for less when Word. it comes to high-speed rail. How far away from that are we, you think? I think we can we can get there at least in certain geographies mm-hmm. uh, in the next few years. That's what Dr. Uh, Claude had. He had five states, so people that live in these five states could work in all these different five mm-hmm. states by traveling on this high speed. Right. And that's the thing. It opens up work opportunities mm-hmm. for people. So yep. when we say this is going to create economic opportunity and jobs, it's not just the jobs of the people who get to work on the railroad construction or the jobs of the people who get to install the electric vehicle chargers, although that's huge. And that's mm-hmm. part of why this is the, the biggest investment in jobs in, in, in a generation. But, but it's also the jobs that it unlocks. If if you think about your distance, the way you live, the distance between your home and your workplace, you don't really experience it in miles. You experience it in minutes, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. If it's 30 miles and that's 30 right. minutes, that's different from if it's three miles and, and 90 minutes. Mm-hmm. And that's part of what's possible when you have better train connections. So uh, I think the first step is is to demonstrate that we as a country can do it. Some things are underway. Uh, you know, California's got high-speed rail uh, that they're putting together, but it's going to take years to be operational. There's an interesting project in, in Texas that's being uh, discussed. And, and you don't think of Texas as, you know, a place where people are, are I think a lot of people picture rail as a coastal city thing, but actually it's in those wide open spaces that it might uh, have the biggest impact to have true high-speed rail. The Midwest, yeah. where I come from, would be yeah. huge to have all the cities connected to be within a couple hours of each other. We live in like Flintstones. We should be living like Jetsons, man. Well said. Yeah. yeah. We absolutely I don't should. know if the flying cars are coming just yet, but... Uh, we're behind. And people got the, I mean, all, all we need is the money because people have the ideas. Like I said, Dr. Claude Anderson has been talking about this for years. Yeah, and, and people who live in other countries have it right now. Yeah. Wow. I mean, the, the distance from Beijing to Shanghai is basically the same as Chicago to Atlanta. And uh, they have a high-speed train you can do in about four hours. Wow. Uh, why shouldn't Americans be able to expect that? All right, we got more with the Secretary of Transportation, Pete the Judge. When we come back, so don't move. It's the Breakfast Club. Come on. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. We're still kicking it with the Secretary of Transportation, Pete the Judge. Charlemagne? What does a jobs plan mean specifically for black people? 
first of all, there, there's the spending benefits I talked about earlier, right? So more transit, uh, more safety investments. That that's going to mean a lot uh, for for Black Americans, but also the jobs themselves, mm-hmm. right? That's part of what we want to make sure happens here. Uh, when you put this much federal money into good, needed infrastructure projects, you're also creating opportunity and potentially creating a business base mm-hmm. that can then grow opportunity for generations, grow wealth as families work to build generational wealth. Mm-hmm. Another thing that I think is important is addressing the cost for ordinary people just to, to get through life, where if you add housing plus transportation, it is a huge part of people's budgets, especially uh, especially black and uh, not just black. All lower income Americans face a disproportionate. Yeah, I want uh, specifically this, black. But, um, but yeah, I mean, if, if you look at the numbers mm-hmm. on uh, black families' budgets and how much of that goes to transportation, for example, it, it's one of the reasons why racial justice is absolutely part of what's at stake in something as technical sounding as transportation spending. Mm -hmm. And then you get to the need to reconnect communities. I mean, and this is not just one part of the country, in the North as well as in the South. So I think the the opportunity for the black community that's represented in this jobs plan is, is part of what makes me so excited about it. Now, another thing that's been coming up is obviously voter restriction laws that are being passed. And I see now the DOJ is suing uh, Georgia. So can you talk a little bit about that and how we can make sure that our rights aren't taken away from us? Yeah, the Department of Justice is taking action because what you see in Georgia uh, is full of red flags of uh, racially oriented voter restrictions. And it, I think it reflects, you know, if you find you're not winning with a certain demographic, to me, that's a signal to a political campaign or a political party that you've got to work harder to earn those votes. The other strategy would be to just have fewer of those voters able to vote. And it puts you at a, at a moral crossroads as a country if the state seems to be moving in that direction. Uh, so this administration's commitment, you've seen it in, in our support for bills which unfortunately have not moved through the Senate. But you're also going to see it in action, like the Department of Justice putting this Georgia case on, on the forefront and saying, uh, you know, you, you can't take steps that have disparate impact on black voters or or any community of voters, especially if that's the purpose of it. All of our other rights flow from the right to vote. Mm-hmm. And when voters' ability to access that right is diminished, America is diminished. You think Democrats aren't aggressive enough when it comes to things like this happening? I think it's, it's rightly central in our agenda. We're also dealing with the reality of a structure in the Senate, in, in the Congress, that has made it hard for measures that the president supports and that the party supports, like uh, the, the voting rights work that, that we've been trying to do to get through. That's why I think the, the backstop is the Justice Department. But that shouldn't be the only tool in our toolkit. And, uh, you know, some of it can be done through organizing incredible work that was done on the ground, what Stacey Abrams mm-hmm. was doing in Georgia and a lot of other states are trying to replicate. But but that can't be enough. I mean, the, the policy has to be there, too. It just seems strange to me because it's like it seems like it's Democrats blocking other Democrats like Joe Manchin pushed back on uh, what, what Bernie presented in regards to the infrastructure plan. Like, why? That's the thing about our party, right? It, it's just got a bigger range to it than the other party that mm-hmm. seems to be in lockstep. But uh, I also think that at a certain point, the American people expect us to deliver. How do you think Democrats holding up progress in this country is going to impact y'all in 2022 and 2024? I mean, look, we, we have to get these things done. Obviously, the way the Senate works, the filibuster, it's not like we get to do whatever we like. But at the end of the day, the Democratic Party has the presidency and both houses of, of Congress. We are going to be held accountable for how good of a job we do. Yeah, because y'all push for people to vote for, you know, to get control of the Senate, you get control of the Senate. 
But then now it's Joe Manchin and Kristen Sinema blocking everything. Well, that's the thing with a 50-50 Senate, right? It means any individual senator can shape any decision. But I also think that we're having a conversation about how we move forward and we're seeing just how high the expectations are from the American people. Secretary Pete, do you think Joe Manchin is a problem? He seems like the new Mitch McConnell. I think that Joe Manchin and Mitch McConnell are very different people. I, I can't tell. They're um, both blocking progress. That's Well, I mean, we need to make sure that, that we get the 50 votes that we need for the, the things that we can move forward with 50 votes. But we're, we're also in a world where every senator in a 50-50 Senate can uh, either block or shape or unlock progress. But it's always him. Well, it depends on the bill, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, it depends on the project. The ones but, that matter. Um, I mean, that bill really mattered to mm-hmm. a lot of us, right? And uh, I don't think that that day in the Senate is the last word on voting rights in this country. But we do need to do more legislatively. There's just, there's no question about that. Who, who's really running the country? Is it Joe Biden or Joe Manchin? So it turns out in America, no one person runs the entire country. Mm-hmm. Uh, there, there's no senator, not even the president, who just gets to snap their fingers and have their way. We had a president who, who I think wanted. wanted to believe that, that <laughs> the president single-handedly decides what to do. But there's just more to it than that, for, for better and for worse. Do, do you think Joe Biden or Joe Manchin, whoever's running this country, like to Angelique's point, do they need to have a more aggressive approach to getting things done instead of always looking to work with Republicans all the time? These people, some of these people on the other side are blatantly racist, blatantly big, bigots, blatantly on the wrong side of history. What's the point of trying to work with them? I mean, I get it. But I also think it's easy to say, you know, you guys are not being aggressive enough. You guys are not pushing enough without saying what the plan is. I mean, at the end of the day, this administration and our allies in Congress are doing everything that can possibly be done in order to make as much progress as we possibly can. Mm-hmm. And again, in any other season in history, what we've been doing right now, whether it's the rescue plan or the infrastructure stuff we're doing right now, would be considered lightning speed. So it's not a matter of how bad you want it or how much you shout from the rooftops that it's got to happen. It's literally a matter of how you craft the legislation, set up the policy, get the votes and get it to the president's desk. You know, we talk about, uh, I, I keep hearing like, you know, this, this democracy is at stake in this country, right? Yeah. Do you, do you believe that? Yeah, absolutely. So why don't Democrats act like it? We do. We are. We don't. We are. Look, we're, we're voting for and pushing for all of the measures that will make our democracy more secure. We're not always getting our way, but we are pushing for this with, with everything that we've got. And it should, by the way, it shouldn't just be a Democrat thing because the freedoms that, that characterize America depend on the vote. Our safety, you know, the safety of a citizen from their own government depends on the vote because that's how you exercise. That's how you make sure that the government works for the people Mm -hmm. and not the other way around. I know the president believes that we're being tested right now in a way that we're being tested as to whether democracies can deliver the way that authoritarian regimes can deliver. In the 1930s, when democracy was really being called into question, there were some Americans who were getting interested in this fascism that was arising in Europe. One of the things they would say in favor of Mussolini was, well, he makes the trains run on time. You know that expression, making the trains run on mm-hmm, time? That, mm-hmm. that goes back to what people said about fascist Italy. Mm. And they were impressed because it seemed efficient. It seemed orderly. It seemed effective. I always think about that, that transportation example being used at the time, being invoked as a justification for an anti-democratic system. So in a way, us being able to prove that that we in this system, in this country, can deliver everything from a train that runs on time to a reduction in child poverty to racial justice 
and that we can do that on democratic terms better than it can be done on authoritarian terms. That's kind of the ball game. So why are Democrats okay playing in the sandbox with the fascists though? Because if what you said what you said is absolutely true, you know, uh, democracy being at stake should be a bipartisan issue that both sides want to fix. Clearly, it's people on the other side who don't want to fix it. So what does that tell you? It tells you that we might be alone in some of these measures that we've got to undertake. It shouldn't be. And I I would like to believe eventually it won't be. Obviously, we're not there. All right, we got more with the Secretary of Transportation, Pete Buttigieg, when we come back. So don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We're still kicking it with the Secretary of Transportation, Pete Buttigieg. Yee. Now, you know what else we're coming off of right now? Derek Chauvin getting sentenced to 22 and a half years. I wanted to get just your personal thoughts on that sentence. Did you think that that was enough? What are your thoughts about it? It's important that he was convicted and that he was sentenced and that he will be imprisoned for this murder. I think the bigger issue is seeing how much it took to have that happen this one time, right? To, To have witnessed the murder, the whole country witnessed the murder in video that was indisputable and still be wondering whether there would even be a conviction let alone a meaningful sentence, shows you that there have been so many other incidents where justice was not even close to being served. But I also think America has noticed that. And I think that is motivating a lot of change. So I don't want to be naive about it. But I believe that there's a consciousness in America that this entire episode of of, of the murder and, and the conviction and the sentencing has brought us a step closer. You know, you've given us a lot of examples this morning of just like this systemic racism in this country. Yeah. Why do you think it's so hard for like politicians just to say America's a racist country? You heard Tim Scott say America's not a racist country. Vice President Harris said America's not a racist country. Uh, Jim Clyburn said America's not a racist country. Why is it so hard just to tell the truth? I think the issue is if, if you just go out and say America is a racist country, it feels like you're denouncing every American and every part of America. And at the same time, it's a clear and obvious truth that racism has been woven into the ways of life of this country from the beginning, from before the beginning, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, and I mean, enslavement was here 400 years ago, which is before the Constitution, before the Declaration. And I think, you know, this is part of this uh, unfortunate political game that's being played with critical race theory, too, mm-hmm. which is, uh, I think, a, a political strategy that has arisen in certain conservative circles to take anybody who is being honest and critical about patterns of racism in this country and use it to say that you are now against this country, mm-hmm. right? That it's anti-American to talk about racism in America. If, if you love a country, part of how you express that love is to face what's wrong with it and do something about it. That's right. You can't hear what you don't reveal. Right. But if people think you're denouncing them, they can't even hear you when you're asking them to look at the harms that need to change. And I think that's why this language has become so difficult. But it's impossible to like, you know, have an honest conversation about the system of America and not point out that it was built on racism. Clearly, it's it's right there. I think... So how would you answer that question? I'm going to ask you, Secretary Pete, is America a racist country? I'd say racism is not all there is to America, but it's part of the American story, not just part of our history, but part of our present. And that means that for America to be an anti-racist country, all of us had a lot, have a lot of work to do because it's not. So you're saying America's not? Not an racist anti-racist country. country. I, hmm. I think when you go out and say a sentence like America is a racist country, people won't be able to hear the truth about where racism sits in America 
because they'll think you're saying that everything about America is sinister. It is though. For the most everything part, about America? Yeah. I mean, think about it. When, these, when they sat down and wrote the Constitution, they weren't thinking about anybody in this room. You're, I'm black, you're a gay person, Angela Yee's a, a woman, Dramos is Latino. It was for straight white males for the most part. They weren't thinking about anybody in this room. So how could something like that be for everybody? Because they created a system, obviously an imperfect and, and, and in many ways deeply troubled system, but... They said liberty and justice for all while still saying we were three-fifths of a human. Right. In the same document. Right, but leaders were able to use that document as an instrument for justice later on. That's the incredible thing about it. Even where it was written by people who were perpetuating a deeply racist structure in, in enslavement and so many other things that were going on, mm -hmm. they put into that document the tools to change it. That's the best thing about the Constitution, the fact that it can heal itself. If you do the math on average across American history, we've done a constitutional amendment, a substantive one, roughly once every decade. But in the last 50 years, we haven't done, there was one very technical one. But is basically, three-fifths is still one. in there, right? Is it? Well, obviously, it's not, you know, that, that's not the law of the land. But, but yeah, I mean, you, you can look in the text of the Constitution and see a lot of the evidence of the racism of the men who wrote it. I, I'm not disputing that for a minute. But there, I still believe, of, of all the ways that you could set up a country, what we have in terms of the tools that we have to make the country better and that have been used to end enslavement, to empower women, to, uh, uh, to deliver voting rights, to, to make it possible for a guy like me to get married, right? All with a fight, though. Always with a fight. <laughs> Always, with, Always a fight. with a fight. Do you ever stop and think to yourself that on January 6th, there was an attempted coup of American government and not a damn thing has happened to those people in a real significant way? Well, some of them are going to jail. Are they um, really? Like, are they going to get real well, we'll, time? We'll find out. But yeah, I mean, every time I look at the Capitol, I think about it. Like I, the first I one we saw got a fine or some, something like yeah. that. Mm -hmm. No, I mean, this is a people went into the United States Capitol for the purpose of overthrowing an election. White people. Violently. Yeah. I think we haven't processed that as a country. How not? <laughs> right? How not, though? Secretary Pete, it was an attempted coup. They wanted to hang the vice president of yeah. the United States of America. Yeah. Imagine how horrifying that is when you were there that day and you worked there and you feel like your yeah. life was in and danger you know, and then I've, there's no repercussions. You acted like it was a bunch of just kids wilding at spring break. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no, and I, you know, I, I talked to a lot of people who were there, were members of Congress, staffers, people who were there. It was, you know, many of them feared for their lives that day. And I think all of us feared for our democracy that day. But you know, the processing that is gonna take the better part of our lifetimes. You know, you know the next one's gonna be even worse because of the fact there was no real consequences and repercussions to this one. Because there will be another time where Or that, we make sure that, that doesn't happen. How though? Well, first of all, it's why there do need to be prosecutions and a lot of other steps. But but honestly, it's not just the, the legal consequences, right? Uh, I think political lines have to be drawn too. What do you think would have happened if all those people were black that stormed the Capitol on the 6th? I think there would have been a lot of blood. But America's not a racist country. There's a lot of racism in this country. Mm -hmm. I think we all know that. Could you see yourself running for president again in the future? I don't know. I'm, I'm really absorbed in, in the job that I have. And, and but I, I know it. you have those aspirations. I could see. Yeah, but you don't run for the presidency just because you want to have it. Uh, like when, when I ran in, in 2020, 2019 for the 2020 race, it was because I saw this moment mm -hmm. where there were things happening in this country that I thought I could speak to in a way that was different from the others. And I felt like what I brought to the table and what was needed, they lined up. 
And I just think there's no way to predict right. whether the moment and, and, and what I have and what I have going on in my life. I mean, one of the nice things about stepping away from the campaign trail, especially in the midst of this horrible pandemic, uh, just having more time at home with, with, with Chaston and our dogs and thinking about our future is remembering that there's there's more to life than than, than politics. You haven't so. celebrated a born day, right? Uh, uh, last week we had uh, our anniversary and then one week later uh, his birthday. So he's so, a cancer or is he um, Gemini? I don't know. What's you posted no I know you're right. I'm supposed to let you know. 23rd, I think cancer. Oh, he's a cancer. Absolutely. Okay. Sensitive, emotional, a lot of tears, I'm sure. I'm a cancer. That's how You're in trouble oh, when you right. get home. Yeah, you yeah, didn't yeah. even know that. My day is today, actually. What's that? My birthday is today, actually. Happy yeah. birthday. Yeah. Well, oh, that's you. great. Thank you. But no, it's, it's always good seeing you, Secretary Peter. But like I always tell you, you still engage with our audience. And I hate when Democrats just start showing up when it's the midterm elections right. or when it's the presidential election. You have to engage with your audience all the time. I think the right does a great job of doing that. So thank you for Thanks engaging for having yours. No, it's, it's important. We have a pastor of uh, one of our biggest church, biggest black churches in South Bend. I remember him looking right, I went one time to, to service and I remember him looking right at me and saying, you know, everybody knows how to come to church before an election. Mm. And uh, it was a reminder, mm. a gentle but, but important reminder uh, about how important it is to engage all the time. I'll end with this. What was the reason for coming today? What was, the, your, what was your absolute reason for wanting to come here today? Because so much in what we're trying to deliver right now is going to make such a difference for the black community. Mm -hmm. I want to make sure. So I'm not in campaign mode. You know, we're not campaigning. I mean, I guess I'm campaigning for an idea or a bill, but, mm -hmm. but I'm not doing party politics. But it's really important to talk about the business opportunity we're going to create, the better policies we're going to create, the history and the future of how things like where highways go affect black neighborhoods mm -hmm. and, and black families. Uh, this is really important to be talking about. And contracts for black companies. Absolutely. To be able to participate in that because that's the kind of thing that creates generational wealth. That's right. When you can get a contract with the city, with exactly. the government to yeah. be able to work on transportation. Exactly. Biggest threat to black progress right now is Joe Manchin. That's my story. I'm sticking to it. I'd be more worried about uh, the other side of the aisle, but. Uh, mm. Okay, we'll see. Secretary Pete, thank you for coming, brother. Thank you. It's Good The Breakfast Club. Hey, morning, everybody. Is why you smiling like that, man? <laughs> why you mean? smiling why like that? Why can't I smile? Because I'm a happy like black that? man. That's why. Okay, I can't smile. You smile. Damn, it's my oh, born day. I'm happy to be alive. Okay, I'm 43 years old. All right. Four put for the birthday be. Come on now, I ain't got it now. My knee, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me get my hold on now. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Get it, get it, get it, get it. Get low, get low, get low, get low, get low, get low. Look at the face, get low. Drag the floor, drag the floor. Oh, look at his back. I can't be doing that twice in the morning. Get him some Ben Gay. Why you look at me like that? Yo, I hate you, man. You saying? Yeah. What announcement did you just make? No, I didn't say Ben was gay. I said no, get some Ben no, gay. No, you sound like you said you been gay. <laughs> Yo, yeah. Wow. Like, like, don't be making those kind of announcements on my birthday. Yo, let's get to the room. Do that tomorrow. Let's talk. <laughs> Britney Spears' sister. Listen up. She has her own name, Angela. All the guys. Guys. The Rumor Report. Guys. With Angela. Angela Yee. It's The Rumor Report. The Breakfast Club. A lot of people might not know him. That's Jamie, so... They do know Jamie Lynn Spears, actually. If yeah, y'all still calling Ray J. Brandy brother, then Jamie Lynn is Britney. She got a whole name. What's her song? Uh, Jamie Jamie Lynn Spears is breaking her silence. <laughs> exactly. I know, you That's don't know the name, her name of her song? <laughs> no. 
She's what? She was from Disney Channel. Yeah, she oh. was. People know her. Trust me. I don't know. Right. All right, Britney Jamie Lynn sister. Spears is breaking her silence about Britney Spears' conservatorship battle. Now, she did say that she didn't want to speak on it until Britney had the chance to publicly say what she wanted. And now she went in her stories and said this. I have nothing to gain or lose. I am only her sister who is only concerned about her happiness. I've made a very conscious choice in my life to only participate in her life as her sister. Maybe I didn't support the way the public would like me to with a hashtag on a public platform, but I can assure you that I've supported my sister long before there was a hashtag, and I'll support her long after. My sister knows I love and support her. That's the only person I owe anything to. I'm not my family. I am my own person. I'm speaking for myself. I'm so proud of her for using her voice. I'm happy that she's standing up for her sister, but I really hate when people explain things to social media. She do not have to explain anything to social media. We know that's your sister. You don't have to tell people why you didn't post nothing. Well, you know, I guess she was just waiting, like she said, for Britney to say something and that kind of opened it up. And I'm sure she spoke to Britney, too, to let her know she was going to post that. I'm, with you. I'm just tired of us giving social media that kind of power. That's all. Yeah, but I know people are also, like, questioning, oh, well, is Britney Spears capable of this and that? And so I'm sure it helps her to have her sister speak out and, and tell the truth about mm-hmm. what's going on. <laughs> You know, so what did she say? What, 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 what was the truth? Did she say she said she's only concerned with uh, her sister's happiness and she's always had her back. And she said regarding the conservatorship, she also said she encouraged Britney Spears to hire a new counsel years ago. And if she wants to end the conservatorship, she does fully support it. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's her basically giving her side of the story and letting you know that I think if she was concerned about her well-being or felt like she wasn't capable, she would have said that. But what she's saying is she supports that and you should have been got rid of that court appointed attorney. All right, Christina Aguilera is also a person who is speaking out. And, you know, they've known each other for a long time. They were actually on the all-new Mickey Mouse Club together on the Disney Channel back in 1993. That's uh, when they first met. And so she said, to be silenced, ignored, bullied, or denied support by those close to you is the most depleting, devastating, and demeaning thing imaginable. The harmful mental and emotional damage this can take on a human spirit is nothing to be taken lightly. And so she said, these past few days, I've been thinking about Brittany and everything she's going through. It's unacceptable that any woman or human wanting to be in control of their own destiny might not be allowed to live life as they wish. So she also said she's um, not behind the closed doors of this very layered and personal yet public conversation. She said, all I can do is share from my heart on what I've heard, read and seen in the media. So good to see her getting support from people who know her best. Oh, you're sending everybody healing energy, man. Mm-hmm. Everybody deserves healing. All right, now Scottie Pippen is accusing Phil Jackson of being racist. He was on the Dan Patrick Show, and he was asked about recent comments he made when he said that Phil Jackson made a racial move by not giving him the last second shot in a 94 playoff game against the Knicks. Here's what happened. Why would Tony, who was a rookie, get the last second shot and you put me out of bounds? That's what I mean, racial. Like, that was Scottie Pippen's team. But, but Scottie Phil Pippen then, was but, but, on pace to be an MVP that year, right? Yeah. Why would you put him in a position not to be successful? But if you talk to Phil about this, because you, by saying a racial move, then you're calling Phil a racist. I don't got a problem with that. Do you think Phil was or is? Oh, uh, yeah. So the, the the young man that he put in to make the shot, right? Tony Kukos, man. Game three, uh, second round series against the New York Knicks. The Kukos make the shot. You goddamn right he made the shot. Cause when so Phil, was it the when right Phil, decision? Phil drew up to play for Kukos, and uh, Pippen got mad, and he sat out like the final two seconds, and Tony hit the game-winning shot. It was against the Knicks. You don't remember was, that? I know I remember, but I was just saying, like, wasn't that a good decision then? Because Kukos made the shot. 
I mean, here's the thing. I, I love Pippen, though, but as a coach, aren't you supposed to put your players at the best yeah. point to make the shot? I don't know why Phil Jackson drew it up for Tony and not Pippen. Maybe Scotty was going to be doubled. Either way, it clearly was the right call if he hit it. But, you know, Scotty has way more information about Phil than I do, but mm-hmm. I don't know if you're going to build a case for Phil Jackson being racist by that situation. Yeah, not that situation. All I know is Scotty documentary is going to be fire. Yes, it yeah, is. Yeah, he also did condemn Phil Jackson for being critical of Kobe in his 2004 book, The Last Season, A Team in Search of Its Soul. Oh, yeah. Scotty documentary is going to be called The Last Shootout. He going out with a blaze. All right. <laughs> well, that is your rumor report. All right. Thank you, Miss Yee. Now, Charlemagne. Yes, ma'am. Who you giving that birthday donkey to? <laughs> You gotta cut it out. Bro. Oh, you Thank but you, you call me yes, man, right? <laughs> right, listen. He got a donk. <laughs> I do. That is true. Four after the hour, <laughs> we're going to McDonald's. We'll talk about it. All right, we'll get into that. It's next. not going to McDonald's, but we're going to McDonald's. I got you. Want to make that clear? I don't know if they're craving that. McDonald's for some reason. Man, them fries be banging. Oh, they're so good. Oh my goodness. Lord have mercy. And that's how they put that little crisp. What is it? A crispy? Ch- I haven't had chicken from McDonald's in so long. I might have to splurge. All right, it's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. If summer is inspiring you to be a little bit healthier, Audible is a great help. Check it out for guided meditations, motivating podcasts, and audiobooks on fitness and nutrition. Get your first audiobook free when you sign up for a 30-day trial at audible.com slash breakfast club. When they say they doing all this and all that. Charlemagne, say the game. Don't get other Charlemagne. You are a donkey. <laughs> it's time for Donkey of the Day. Donkey of the Day does not discriminate. I might not have the song of the day, but I got the donkey of the day. So if you ever feel I need to be a donkey, <laughs> man, hit it with the heat. Yes, the Breakfast Club, bitches. Who's Donkey of the Day today? Well, Donkey of the Day for Tuesday, June 29th goes to a 42-year-old man named Robert Goldwich. Uh, I remember when numbers like 42 in regards to age used to look so old to me. And today I'm 43. My God, yeah. Drop on the clues bombs for me, damn it. Now, Robert Goldwich is 42 years old, and he is accused of calling in a bomb threat to a local McDonald's. Now, there is never a good reason to call in a bomb threat unless, of course, there is actually a bomb. Now, I've heard stories of party promoters calling bomb threats uh, in on other party promoters because their party was impacted and the, order, the other party was. Not only is that a waste of taxpayers' money, it's a waste of cops and whoever else responds to those calls' time. And it's just grade A hate. Okay, I witnessed that firsthand once, someone calling in a bomb threat because their party was slow and the other club was packed. And even after they did that, their party still didn't get jumping. Okay, after you done paid money to get in one club, you're not going to pay to get in another one. So it's a waste of time. Okay, now Robert Goldwich had thought otherwise because he is accused of calling in a bomb threat to the house that Ronald McDonald built. The place that has served over 300 billion people, but most restaurants haven't updated the sign since the 90s when they had served over 99 billion. The place where the biggest threat used to be the Hamburglar, but now it's the Goldwitzer. Okay, what about McDonald's can make Robert Goldwitzer so mad to call in a bomb threat? I mean, it's the home of the Oreo McFlurry. If the place that serves the Oreo McFlurry makes you mad, then you really need to seek some therapy or something. I mean, I know it's not the healthiest, but have you ever had a hot fudge sundae from McDonald's? Have you? Mm. You ever had a McFlurry from McDonald's? Well, you probably haven't because the ice cream machine is always broken. But if you can get your hands on one, you will scream, look at God. But what set Robert Goldwitzer off to make him want to call in a bomb threat on a venue that has a play place? Let's go to WHO NBC 13 for the report, please. An Ankeny man faces charges for threatening to blow up a McDonald's because he didn't get any dipping sauce with his order. Police mm. say Robert Goldwitzer Jr. called McDonald's Saturday 
after his order was wrong. <clears throat> During that call, investigators say he threatened to blow up the restaurant and punch an employee. Golwitzer was booked into the Polk County Jail Saturday and released Sunday on bond. <sighs> that barbecue sauce is special. I don't like the barbecue sauce. From I do. I love their barbecue sauce. I like the so. sweet and sour. Sweet and sour. Yeah, sweet and sour. I mean, you have to be a different kind of demon to threaten to call in a bomb to McDonald's. Okay, Robert, what about the kids in the play place? They have to evacuate out of the balls because you didn't get your tangy barbecue sauce. Okay? Mm-hmm. Does spicy buffalo sauce mean that much to you? Now, listen, nothing worse than ordering a 10-piece chicken nugget and they don't give you any sweet and sour sauce, okay? Is there anyone out there who actually doesn't like sauce for their chicken nuggets? Anybody no, in the room? No, you can't no dry sauce. It's no no dry nuggets. Exactly. I would be mad if I didn't get my dipping sauce. But you wouldn't be you mad. you can't even eat it. You wouldn't call it a bomb threat. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't bomb the place. <laughs> Thanks, you. Thanks. Now, I know for a fact Robert Goldwitzer was projecting hurt, okay? He, he projecting some type of hurt he was experiencing uh, that day onto these McDonald's workers, right. okay? Robert, Dramos brought up a good point. Robert was probably having a bad day, you know what I'm saying? Wanted something to make him feel good, so he went for his comfort food, okay? Some chicken nuggets and some hot french fries, okay? And y'all forgot his honey mustard sauce? Mm-mm-mm. Honey mustard sauce is good, too, now. Mm-hmm, I like that, too. Robert, I can understand your pain and frustration, and I hope you get some Mick healing. But let me tell you something. There is nothing at McDonald's worth going to jail for, okay? Robert is charged with a false report of an explosive or incendiary device, and he was put in jail Saturday <laughs> and was out on Sunday. Here's the thing, Robert. The only thing you should think about blowing up in regards to McDonald's is the bathroom after you eat it. That's it. That's all I got. Please give Robert Goldwitcher the sweet sounds of the Hamiltons. Was he at the drive-thru? And then uh. you drive off and realize you don't have the sauce? I don't know, because they said he called. Yeah, he's probably at the drive-thru. Called in the- I hate when that happens. Yeah, because now if you're at the drive-thru and you've left and there's traffic mm-hmm. or there's a line and you don't feel like going back, I could understand the anger in that. That's nothing mm-hmm. worse than when you don't have your sauce and you're gone. Like, how do you forget that? Yeah. Would, you, would you like to play a game? Sure. Too much sauce. Okay, well, let's, let's play, play a game, game of Guess What Race He Is! Robert Goldwitzer, 42 years old, ordered some chicken McNuggets from McDonald's, didn't get his sauce, and then called McDonald's and threatened to blow it up. Angela Yee, Guess What Race He Is! Definitely white. Definitely white. Why you say that? Because in my high school, it was always the white kids that were calling the bomb threats. Mm. When there's like a test or something like that. What do the black kids threaten, uh, threaten to do? Yeah? They didn't threaten anything. Okay, but there you go. They just didn't go to class. You know, we don't That's like to right. call police That's for right. nothing. I'm not calling the police That's for no right. reason. That's right. Uh, okay. Robert Goldwitzer, mm-hmm. 42 years old, ordered some chicken nuggets from McDonald's, didn't get his sauce, and didn't call in a bomb threat. DJ Envy, guess what race he is? Yes. White. Wow. Why are y'all so confident about this? I don't know that we even be thinking about, like, bomb threats. Yeah, because, you know, I'll be honest. If if it's a black person, nine times out of ten, we're going to come back and come get ours. And and if you have a problem with it, then we're going to shoot the five outside for some some sauce. Uh, Well, guess what? Both of y'all are absolutely correct. Robert Goldwitzer is Caucasian! But neither one of y'all said the obvious. What? 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 Of course he's white because he ain't got no sauce. 
Yo, shut up, we man. got the sauce. Yo, shut up. We black people got the sauce. We the sauce. Come on, guys and gals. That was an easy one. We don't want to think about your sauce. All right. Awkward. All right. Now, when we come back, <laughs> now what, what were you saying you behind the scenes? Oh, no, I was just talking about people doing, uh, it's time to go back to the work, right, to the office for a lot of people. And some people are like, mm, I'd rather not. I'd rather not go back to my job at all, period. Some people have gotten used to working from home. Some people are like, I can't wait to get back in the office. Which one are you? Okay. All right. Well, we'll talk about it. 800-585-1051. Are you one of those people that don't want to go back to work? You'd rather work from home? Maybe you moved already and say, damn, I already effed up. I'm, I'm already out of town. Mm-hmm. Or are you one of those people that want to go back to work? Let's talk about I think, it. I think, I think we were about seven months too late on this. Nah, time. people are talking about it now. <laughs> no, 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 no. This, I'm this saying, is about the time. I'm saying we should have had this conversation before we decided to come, come back. back to work. <laughs> Y'all was in here in the yeah, we height in, of the pandemic. Yeah, yes, we were. Yes, we <laughs> were in these streets. That's right. <laughs> Let's talk about it. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Pull out, pull out your phone. Call in right now. You call me. Add your opinion to the Breakfast Club topic. Break it down. 800-585-1051. The Breakfast Club. It's topic time. Call 800-585-1051 to join into the discussion with the Breakfast Club. Talk about it. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Now, if you just joined us, we're talking about going back to work. Now, what were you talking about, Yeezy? Yeah, a lot of people are saying they don't want to be back in the office. But then there's a culture of people who are saying, I can't wait to get back in the office working from home. I don't feel as productive. Which one are you? They said uh, the large majority of people want to work from home certain uh, amount of days a week. And then some people are, some people are just quitting their job. Uh, I'll be honest. I think people should go back to work. Um, <laughs> Man, you better worry about your damn self. I know. We're going to tell everybody what to do. What you worried about everybody else? Tell everybody else what to do. I think people should go back to work. I am back to work. Speak for yourself. But I, I feel like, you know, people will use this as an excuse. They don't want to go back to work, but you're out and about. You're at the mall. You're at concerts. You're at clubs. You're doing things outside. So why not go back to work? I know, you know it's easy to yeah, be home. Yeah, he you know they did you. a study. It's interesting you say that, Envy. <laughs> yeah, you know he's talking to you. You know, not, he's, a, yeah, you know he's throwing subliminals I'm at you, right? I'm not those who yeah. I'm talking about. Well, yeah. I'm going to keep it real. According oh, to a study, okay, they said that 72% of the executives in the nation's largest companies are white men, and they're the people who dislike remote work the most because they miss daily dominance performances over underlings cowering in barren cubicles. What the hell is daily dominance performances? You know, the hell is the, that? They're white boss yelling at you and making you feel... Uh, <laughs> nah, where, where, where in America is white bosses still yelling at people? Listen, that was a study that was done by Fortune. I what year was like this? People, when people are home, <laughs> they're, not, they're, they're not fully working. You're doing everything else. When you're home, you're not engaged all the way. You're now, now you speak for yourself. Some people you're outside. Some you're people work. Some people work great from home. I just think they being, actually said that uh, productivity rose during this work from home uh, period. Well, I like to be home. I like to see y'all. I like to touch y'all. I like to hug y'all. You ain't touching nobody. I, like, I didn't get a hug yet from my born day. You told me yesterday you was gonna hug me. You was in L.A. Why you think I can't work today? Talking mad spicy. You was talking mad spicy at I three in the morning. The I ain't get a hug from birthday. the back yet, Nick. You yeah. seen me get a hug from the back yet? I tried. Yeah, and, you, you and you, I didn't see one, but I'm sure it's coming. And I, I don't know if y'all. <laughs> it is coming. It is coming. And look, imagine if you don't like your coworkers. You know how many people can't stand the people they work with. Yeah, you know that, how much I'm, easier it is to uh, work from home. All, that's all the more reason for me to come. If Whoa, I know you can't on. stand me. You know? <laughs> all right, let's move on. If I know you can't stand me, I'm coming. 
All right, well, let's go to the phone lines. <laughs> what? Hello, who's this? Hey, what's up, MV? This is Dre from Brooklyn. Hey, Dre. What's up, Dre? Mm. Thank you, King. Uh, you're welcome. I tweeted you, by the way. It's Dre underscore B94. You couldn't uh, pay me to get on Twitter. <laughs> <I'm>, <laughs> my Twitter day is long gone, sir. Uh, man. But I'm, oh, I'm man. not ready to go back to work, honestly. Okay. I'm working from home. I mean, recently, I, I caught a flight to Atlanta while clocked in and, like, you know, was still able to work after my flight and still finish my work. So I ain't even ready, ready what, to go What you back. go to Atlanta for, Dre? I just went out there with the family and chill around the gym. You ain't go to no club, no party, no restaurants? Nah. He's with his family. Though. I can't even do that, yeah. Oh. Okay, all right. I'm just asking, I'm just yeah. asking. Right now I'm at the gym. I clock in in uh, 12 minutes, so I'm about to clock in as a matter of See what I'm saying? He about to clock in, but he at the gym, and that's the problem. He, yeah, he, but he doesn't have to clock he, in yet. He just, 12 minutes, he at the gym right now. He ain't gonna get back home to work. So hold on, you going to work right after the gym with your musty ass? He going back He's home. He's gonna be home. <laughs> Oh, you going home? Okay, okay, okay. I got the laptop with me. So I'm about to connect. Let the there you the go. Gym. But if he's productive and can you do his... You he can't work at the oh, gym. Oh, I see gym. what y'all saying. He going to the gym because he working from home. That's yes. why he clocking in at the gym, he Oh, said. you still going to be musty at work. <laughs> Even if you're not at work. Oh, virtual musty ass. <laughs> Goodbye, brother. <laughs> Hello, who's this? Hi, Hello. my name Hello. is Aline. Aline, where you calling from? Brooklyn, New York. Okay. Let's go, Brooklyn. You want to work from home or you want to go back in, this, in the office? I want to go back to work. Why is that? What's his name? I'm a teacher. Oh, um, okay. No. <laughs> I'm a teacher and working <laughs> from home. Juggling my son was an it. The most not for kids. No, I agree. I agree with and, that. And yeah. I think they need to pay y'all more just because of the circumstances. But I tell you something, I hate I hated watching my daughter, my thirteen year old and my five year old uh have to do virtual school. Like that it's the worst. worst. And Absolutely. it's very it's very difficult for the kids. I had to tell my daughter to give herself some grace because she was upset some of her grades slipped, but I'm like, yo, this is a different circumstance. So give yourself some grace, man. Zoom sucks. Yeah, teachers needed to teacher needed to grade with grace as well. Right. Absolutely. It was like so many circumstances where <laughs> I had parents watching TV, listening to music. See? I had one parent who sent their child to the store in the middle of class. <laughs> See? Go get my cigarettes. Go get my, go get my cigarettes. <laughs> well, thank you, Mama. All right, 800-585-1051. Are you ready to go back to work, or do you just want to stay home? All right, call us up. We'd love to hear from you, 800-585-1051. Yeah, what's that dance that, that you do? Is it scat, or you scrub the floor? Scat. The hell is wrong with you? What's it called? What are you talking about? That's right. Scrub, 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 scrub the ground. Scrub the ground. All right. Scrub the ground. Well, since it's It's like another word for twerk. Scrub I'm going to do a ground. mini mix with Charlemagne mm -hmm. right now. Mm -hmm. So he can scrub the ground. Scrub the floor, whatever bro, you want. I'm Get not shaking my ass, Put your ass this morning for you, bro. We're going to do that now. We're going to play a little mini mix just for Charlemagne. So if you're out there in nope. the car, this mix is for Charlemagne. I'm not dancing. My daddy listening. <laughs> your daddy listen. You can't dance because your dad's dad, listening. My daddy Larry. Salute the Cowboys. Say, Happy birthday to my firstborn son. May Allah continue blessing you and many more. Enjoy. I'm not scrubbing the ground. Are right, you going to scrub the ground? My daddy watching. Daddy can scrub the ground. <laughs> I'm sure you've done way worse things than your dad. <laughs> it's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. I know it now. I know it Call me. Add your opinion to the Breakfast Club top. Come on. 800-585-1051. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Just wanted to do a little mini mix for Bay for his birthday. Okay. Y'all cute. Scrub the ground and all that. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all cute. <laughs> now, if you just joined... Anything to make me shake my ass, hey, huh, Envy? Hey, it's easy. It's you easy. just want to keep these people talking on social media, <laughs> don't you? <laughs> right? Now, what's the question, Yee? 
<laughs> uh, we're talking about working from home. Some people are enjoying it so much and also feel like they're more productive at home. Maybe they have kids and it's easier for them to do that. And then some people are like, I cannot wait to get back into the actual office where I'm more productive and I can actually communicate with people in person. Which one are you? All right. Well, let's go to the phone lines. A lot of people on the lines. Hello, who's this? Good morning, it's Nitra. How y'all doing? What's hey. up, Nitra? Thank you, Nitra. Appreciate you. Mitra, you Mitra. Mitra, I'm sorry. Thank you, Mitra. Following me on um, Instagram, you my boo. Oh, yes, that's right, boo. How you doing? Good. So, I'm going to tell y'all, I've been working from home since last March, and now they want us to come back. And I know why, because manager just wants to hover over us, because uh-huh. they don't have enough suits. So I get my job done. Like, I'm working all day, every day. So... So you want to work from home. And, you know, they're saying that a a lot of these offices, like, it's very competitive right now. So people who can offer you work from home experiences, maybe a hybrid, they're the ones that are able to steal some of the employees from competitors, too. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Also, Dr. Charlemagne, follow me. Huh? My hair, my hair is starting to go as I get older, boo. No, no, in my own lane, driving fast. Follow me. That's the that's your Instagram name. Yes, yes. In my own lane, driving fast. That's right. Slow yes. down. Hold on, let me see if She's I can type it to you. In my own lane, no spaces or underscores or nothing. No. All right. Follow me. Okay, I just followed you in my own lane, you driving fast. <laughs> Good morning. Peace. Hello, who's this? Hi, this is Monique from Georgia. Hey, Monique, you ready to go back to work or you staying home? I'm working from home, but I want to go back to work to a whole new job. Like, <laughs> I'm over my job. No. <laughs> I hate my supervisor. She's a bully. I want a, a whole new job. Just give me a whole new career. Right. And if I have to go back into the office, hey, I'll take it. I just can't for my peace of mind. I need to go somewhere else. <laughs> I feel you. That's when people are having that realization, too, right? When you get a, a break from being yeah. around toxic environments, you're like, I don't want to do this anymore. Where do you, curr- where do you currently work at? I can't You're not going to get fired. <laughs> she just said she don't want to work there no more. I've been, I've been working there for 11 years. Like, I feel like I bring a lot to the table. But mm-hmm. she doesn't appreciate that. You know what I mean? And it makes you, it puts you in a place where it's like, why am I here? Like, why yeah. am I giving my time to these people if they're not going to appreciate it. Bring all that to a different table. Absolutely. <laughs> all right. Thank you, Mama. I, I can say that the pandemic gave me the opposite effect, though. What's I that? realized how much I, I loved being up here. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, it's, it's everything from waking up in the morning at 420 to the driving to work after I meditate. You know what I'm saying? I'm listening mm-hmm. to podcasts or audible books or whatever it is. And I like being up here. I like being in the studio. It's, just, it's different. It's a dirty studio. I love being in this little dirty-ass yep. studio. It's filthy. I love having <laughs> guests. I love talking to people. I love seeing y'all. I just, I do. Don't you I, love seeing me? I said y'all, oh. not just you. All right. Why do people always think it's about them? I'm just asking a question, that's all. Yes, man. Now, what's the moral of the story, if there is a moral? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Bring your kids to work day is over Because you ain't working from home no more All right. All right, well we got rumors on the way Yes, and let's talk about NeNe Leakes She sat down with the Jasmine brand And apparently she has some uh, Some bad news Alright, we'll get into that next It's The Breakfast Club, good morning The Breakfast Club Hey, morning What's everybody It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee Charlamagne mm. the Guy We are The Breakfast Club Yes we are Let's get to the rumors Let's talk Tyrese This is The Rumor Report With Angela Yee 
Breakfast Club. Listen up. Well, Tyrese was on Ellen with Tiffany Haddish hosting, and one thing he discussed was he talks to The Rock all the time now. He said they've been on the phone every other day. Listen to this. Now, how are things between you and The Rock? You good? You know, we've been on the phone every other day. Not yelling at each other. Not yelling. That's, that's all done. Yeah, we reconnected in a real way, man. I think we're both better men on the other side of all that stuff that went down. And to be honest with you, did not know when or how the phone call was going to happen, but it did happen, and we're about 20 phone calls in, and we're in competition right now on who can leave the longest voice note. It's good. I'm happy for the healing. But yep. you didn't hear from The Rock, I don't believe it. Yo, stop it, man. Yo, stop, yo, stop it, man. No, I don't think he's lying. I'm glad they, they made up. Man. No, I'm all here for it. I'm here for the healing and the reconciliation, but... And Furious 9 brought in $70 million, <laughs> that's you know, right. in the that's opening crazy. weekend. So that's right. That's Congrats the largest debut at the box office since 2019. I'm just saying I need The Rock to confirm. That's yo, all. I'm not saying Tyrese oh. is a liar. That's my guy. I'm just saying I need The Rock to confirm. That's all I'm saying. All right, now, Nene Leakes was on with Jasmine at the Jasmine brand, and she shared that Greg has undergone surgery, his cancer return. Listen to this. Greg is so he's in the hospital tomorrow will be a week he had to have a surgery um so his cancer did return pray for his strength but um i he's had this surgery before and he was uh i think in the hospital about 15 days so i expect him to be in the hospital at least another week oh that's Man. hard so we're sending you some love nini and absolutely Greg also mm-hmm. and healing energy absolutely. she said that sometimes she'll just be in her car crying all the time when she's by herself, she says she has her moments in the bedroom and she's alone and all of that. All right. Now let's talk about the Double XL freshman cover. You know, they start doing the freshman freestyles. So mm-hmm. with Sean, Nipsey, J. Cole, OJ yep. the Juice Man. Wiz Khalifa. Wiz Khalifa. Freddie Gibbs was in that one. Wow. Yeah, that was a really good wow. one. J Rock. Great wow. freshman class, yeah. That was an amazing freshman class. That's gotta class. be one of the best ever, yeah. right? I'm yeah, the people arguably will say that's one of the best freshman wow. classes. That's why I thought that was good that he did that freestyle uh, around this time. All right, now let's talk about Nori. He was discussing uh, verses that he wants to do, and he said he wants to go against Beanie Siegel. Tell Beans to come outside. <laughs> tell them to bring Young Guns to be against Beans is a slaughter. So tell them to bring Young Guns and maybe it Memphis Bleak. All right. In addition to that, uh, he's been going kind of hard at Beanie Seagull. We're actually, um, he texted me this morning, so we're going to call him. It's all entertainment. Well, okay. Here's, here's what else he said. I want to start this off by saying I got the utmost respect for Beans. You know, that's my bro. You know, it's all love, but this is competition. I just wanted you to know that Rock Nation just sent me a gift for my celebration. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> they already told me that I'm washing you up because they said that uh, you can't even get past the uh, war report. What you going to do when you play Bloody Money? What you going to do when you play TRNY, LALA? What you going to do when I play Band from TV? Oh, ain't Band from TV the record that got you signed? Oh, my goodness. Little homie. Little homie, you already know. All right, that's, let's call Nori and see if he has that same energy. But that's why he got the Rocky music playing in the background. Yes. It's all entertainment. You know yes. what I'm saying? He's, they, they, just, they just selling a fight. Nori and Beanie selling a fight. That's well, all. let's see what he says. I'm going to call him up because he's, you know, he's up. He's always listening to The Breakfast Club, which we appreciate. He actually takes the time to text each of us individually. Yes, he does. That's my guy. That's my, that's my man. That's my business partner. Me and Nori have done a lot of business together. Black, uh, the Drink Champs podcast is on the Black Effect iHeartRadio podcast network. We had the mm-hmm. on-the-run TV show on Complex that I, me and Nori executive produced. When We got other things coming too. Nori's, that's my guy. All right. 
Well, that is your rumor report. All right. Thank you, Miss Yee. We're going to talk to Nori after the mix, all right? So shout to Revolt. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Everybody else, the People's Choice Mix is up next. You want to get your request in, you can. 800-585-1051. Let me shout out to Janae. All right. Janae Dewberry. She owns a trucking company. Uh, She's a sister that has a trucking company, and I'm going to be using her for my car show. So I just want to salute to her. Why are you using people, bro? I'm using her business, which is pretty oh. dope. You don't really see too many uh, black people that actually own a trucking business, not too many black women. So I just want to say, you just said you using Jeanette. her. You meant like you using her trucking business. I'm using her company. Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So shout to her. All right. Let's get to the mix. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. Angela Yee here. And did you know that the general insurance has been saving people money for nearly 60 years? That's a long time. So if you want the quality coverage you deserve at prices you can afford, check out The General. 800-GENERAL or visit thegeneral.com. Some restrictions apply. Howdy, it's DJ NV, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Now, earlier during the rumors, Yee tease, maybe, possibly, maybe it could happen, Nori versus Beanie Siegel in a versus, all right? So we actually have uh, Mr. N O R E on the line right now. Nore! What kind of mother CIA number y'all calling me from? Hey, hey, 105. Like 105. You try to, that's the number. You, you try to answer it all yeah. weird, like you just, ain't just know what it sure. was. <laughs> What's nah, up, I, Nore? I know it, y'all. I, I know it. N O, N O, N O. What Hov say? Hov told me to stop being a bully, man. Wow. <laughs> so so is this bad? Is this versus going to happen? Happen you versus Beanie Siegel? Let's just be clear, MV, and I'm sorry you asked this question because you're from Queens, and I'm going to make it very simple. The man can't get past the War Report album. I can definitively say Beans is a great artist. He's a great lyricist. But I don't, I'm not sure if he has classic. Classic Whoa. is different. Damn. Now, if you take Jay-Z away from Beanie Siegel's career, he's P.M. Dawn. You know what I'm saying? Oh, Whoa, my God. Nori. Wow, Nori. 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 Wow. You went too far. Oh, my God. Nori. Bring it back. Now, Nori, Nori. let's talk about some things that you could do. Because obviously, Capone and Noriega, The Firm, that'd be good. Are you going to tap into some reggaeton? Come on, you're being funny right now. I like that. I like that. No, but you, you would, you would, no, no, no. You would have to play. Uh, what's the, old, what's the joint? The, no, oh, yeah, that, you would have to play that. Yeah, yeah, this is what guy. they want. They want regular tone. You gotta what? play that. What? Listen, let's just be clear. Let's just be clear. I gave hip hop probably one of the best producers of all time. Pharrell. Pharrell. By the name of Pharrell Williams. I also helped introduce one of the per- people who own verses. Bear from TV, I was the first person to work with Swiss outside of Rough Rider. Okay, let's continue. And he's right? still mad at you because you didn't play the beat. That's just the and beginning. I love him for that. I love him. <laughs> <laughs> let's just be clear. Not only that, then I went on and I introduced a whole new genre of music that everyone laughed at me at the time and said that I was stupid. Now that you look, you can't put on the radio without hearing a reggaeton record anywhere, mm-hmm. anywhere. This is the, one of the biggest genres of music standing next to hip hop. If you want to compare us on paper, it's no match. Let me just be clear. I'm, everything I said about Beanie Siegel and everything I'm, I'm, I'm joking about Beanie Siegel, I'm trying to be funny. But at the end of the day, I want to I want to teach him a lesson that loyalty is better than anything. Woo. A lot of people still don't forgive Beans 
of a for this and the god of hip hop. Let's just be clear. Mm. A lot of people like he made five six records. This and the god. He should have made five six records. Apologize. Wait a minute. Did did Jay did Jay Z hire El Polo Loco to do a hit on something? Nope. What's no, up with this? Nori doing this for myself. Now hold on, Nori. But but Avenue Apartment Five E, Corona, New York. There you go. Talk that ish. Now let me. Nori, you did some things too, though. You didn't do that flower pot and Nas. Whoa. Let me say something. Let me say something as a hip hop fan. Uh, a Nori Beans versus would definitely be for us 90s hip hop heads. I think that's a generational one that we can all appreciate. It is versus. Versus is about songs. Nori got huge records. He does. Beanie is a lyricist. Beanie got records that I absolutely feel. State Property Catalog, mm -hmm. Rockefeller Catalog. Nothing weak about Beanie's catalog, but I don't think he can get with Nori. I just don't think he can get clear. with Nori. If you take Nas out of my career, you take Jay out of Beanie's career, I don't think his catalog even exists. You know what I'm saying? Stop it, Nori. But you can't, you can't, you can't take, take yeah, you career. can't take anybody out of anyone's career now. That's part of the journey. Yeah, because I definitely got to hear Body in the Trunk. Just yeah. like I got to hear the joint with Jay and Scarface. Can't be life. We, we going to do Rock the Mic. He going to do the freestyle. We going at Jay the Kiss. He going to go all them joints. Listen, he ain't doing none of those diss records. He's, he's ashamed of those diss records. Hold on, explain, explain one more thing, Nori, because you said this on the, on the joint you did. You said Beans' career started with Band from TV. Now, I remember the thousand bars with Beans over Band from TV. What do you mean by that? He's my little homie. <laughs> oh, damn. Real talk. Real talk. Play with something safe, Nori. Beanie Siegel might not have a career. His, he got Yo. signed because he rhymed off a of band on TV. I ain't hear Nori talk like this in 20 years. Now, Nori, years. I'm going to be honest with you. You're being oh, really disrespectful. Beanie, Beanie like can rap years. his ass. Beanie, one of the greatest rappers of all time, nah, but... No, I'm playing, I'm playing. I'm okay, playing. okay, okay, okay. <laughs> I'm like, God damn, Nori. Nori you talk too much. Like, I'm like, why you talk about... Like, Beans is nice. Like, Beans is one... Nah, like, nah, I'm just... Let me just say something. We really want to do State Property 3. That's what this whole thing is about. <laughs> <laughs> the whole thing is bigger. So, so, what y'all not realizing is that's not me. You know I'm a positive guy. I hit you with positive energy all day. Yeah. Um, this is not Nori at all. I'm playing around. I'm, I'm being honest. I'm just okay. being helpful. Because that, 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 that PM, that PM, that PM done joke hurt, man. That PM done joke hurt. I will say, though, 20 songs for 20 songs. Like, Beanie got records that people absolutely positively feel. Mm -hmm. I just think that Nori got, got bigger records. He got huge hits, but we're not going to sit here and act like Beanie's not one of the greatest MCs of like all Nori, time. Like, Nori, for instance, for instance, what you going to play against what we do? That's freeway record. I know, but he's on it. He's on it. That's freeway. He can play band from TV. But you can play songs that you're on. Now, me and my son was together last night. We were singing um, sometimes I like the Robin Smoke. Sometimes I got money and I still sometimes I got money and I still feel broke. I'm playing sometimes when he plays Feel It in the Air. That's a good. That's a good one. That's a good one. That's a good one. Yeah. So I didn't. I didn't think of Jay Z's and Freeway records against him because I knew that's the only thing he could do. And listen, I don't have to play a. That's I don't have to play a feature. I don't have to play a feature at all. I can play all my records. I got one platinum album, four gold albums. I got platinum singles. Okay. I got gold singles. I'm just telling you, like, talk listen, to him. Like, I know, I, I know what it. Beans is thinking. He's thinking he, he's a better lyricist. And guess what, Beans? I tip my hat to you every day. 
every day. I, I'm actually one of my favorite lyricists. But this is not about lyricists. This is about hit for hit. If we go in the club, I have never had a show with Beanie Siegel where I opened up. Beanie Siegel has always been my opener. Yo, you know oh, this is so disrespectful. Oh my gosh. My Yo, this is so disrespectful. Has been my opener. Let me just tell you something. Dame Dash and Memphis Bleak had the biggest argument in the world on a private plane coming from London because I washed Miss Bleak on stage. Miss Bleak wanted to go. <laughs> you wanted with Bleak too. And, and we all wanted it with Bleak, too. Yes, I do. Yeah. Yo, 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 yeah, I, I got it Queens. now. We, hey. we, we have something up here. I forgot what it's called, but we have to extend equal time to the other candidate. Right. So, Beanie, Beanie whenever you feel call. like calling, you can call. I don't know why Nori being so disrespectful to <laughs> one of the greatest rappers of all time. I this am isn't... not being disrespectful. I'm playing around. I said this. And He's I was playing like, around. Yeah. Never That's forget. Right. That's right. You keep going. You don't Let stop. Hey, something. never forget. Nori something. shot somebody, okay? He did. No, just, 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 just stop me. Stop. You're going too negative, man. Well, you made a song. It's a song. It's a song. <laughs> it's a song. Let me just say something. Just say something. <laughs> I got respect for being. I don't want to. I don't want to have my competition be a sucker. Of course, I need my competition. Listen, if, if, on the night that you go in the ring, y'all both on the same level. But let me also explain to people this: <laughs> as much as we love the '90s, as much as we love me and Beans, because we old heads, we're old school, we're OGs. As much as we love them, the people gotta want this battle. You understand what I'm saying? Timberland and Swiss, I love them both individually. I've been waiting for their phone call for for a day and a half. Not one of them has called me. So just oh, because damn. we like something doesn't mean it's good on paper. I'm good without the battle. If me and Beans don't battle, then where does Beans go from here? That's what he needs to start thinking about. Ooh, he oh needs to start gosh. thinking about State Property 3, or let's do our own movie where we we where, where, where we are great actors. We're great opposing actors. That's what we should be focusing on. Now, I'm I want to see it. speak about Beans in years. When the last time I talk about Beanie, been up here. No, stop being so disrespectful. Yeah, so disrespectful. But yo, listen, let me just say one thing. Let me just say uh, one thing. Word is the God. Yo, Beans, I'm just playing. Um, I'm using the tactics that you use, using the tactics that we all use. Now, when Jay called me and said I went too far, um, I'm kind of like feeling like a bully. I had no idea. I did not understand that. When y'all telling me this right now, it's also the same thing. So I'm going back off until Swiss or Tim call me. I'm going back off. I'm going to chill. I got a whole bunch of things. I got Miss Jones dropping this week, mm. one of the queens of radio. And she's on Dream Stamps on the uh, on uh, 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 this week on the Bolt TV on the Black uh, 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 Network. We are doing it. <laughs> the Black Effect, <laughs> Nori. Black <laughs> Network. You know, you know, you know. I'm same, joking. same I'm thing, so, right? You know what I'm <laughs> but but uh, yeah, man. So let's let's do it. If, if the Beans thing happens, it's cool. But I'm glad that we open up the negotiations for this movie that we've been trying to work on. We we won't get the writers. So beans, I'm just playing. You know, Philadelphia, I'm just playing. I'm not still going to eat a chicken cheesesteak. Please let me let me go to Ishka Bibbles. Ishka Bibbles, yes. Goodbye, Nori. Goodbye. We gotta go. Yo, we love you, Eno. I, I love you. Goodness gracious. Jake hung up while he was saying he loves us. He was about to promote something else. But make sure you listen to the uh, Drink Champs on the Black Effect iHeartRadio Podcast Network. All right. Available everywhere you listen to podcasts. When we come back, we got the positive note. So don't move. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the God. We are The Breakfast Club. Again, shout out to everybody that's making their way to Atlanta for my car show, 4th of July weekend. Uh, get there early. We're going to have a lot of fun. There's a lot of things going on, demonstrations, cars, rides, and all that. 
Very few tickets left, so I want to see you guys. It happens this Saturday. Carcella Car Show, all right? Yes, and shout out to everybody in New Orleans, in Louisiana, and Rouse's Supermarkets. I do have my Drink Fresh Juice and my Coffee Uplist people in stores now, which I'm really excited about. It's been a journey to get to that point. So if you are in that area, I would love and appreciate that support. I'll be out there next weekend to celebrate, so I hope I get to meet some people in person. Now, Charlamagne, you got a positive note? Well, I want to salute... um my homegirl, Anita Kopax, uh, her book, Shallow Waters, will be out August 3rd on Black Privilege Publishing. Uh, she hit me this morning and just reminded me that 43, you know, the numerology in that is seven. So uh, today is my born day. I'm 43 years old. This is my God year. So I just want to tell everybody out there, man, um, aging is not lost youth, but a new stage of opportunity and strength. And I also want to say you don't stop laughing because you grow old. You grow old because you stop laughing. Okay? So laugh today. Smile, bitch. As my man Lil Duval says. Breakfast Club, bitches. We all finished or y'all done?